Hi, everybody. This is Jimmy DeYoung. How does Islam play into the end times? Well, I have a brand new series that I want you to listen to a portion of, Ishmael's Islamic Invasion. You're listening right now to Let's Take a Look at the Book. This is an opportunity for you to study prophecy with me. We're only going to study a short portion of this entire series on Ishmael's Islamic invasion. But if you'll take a moment and listen, then I will tell you how you can get your own copy of Ishmael's Islamic invasion. Take a moment with me now. Let's listen. I'll be right back. By the way, let me just give you a little bit more information. Maybe you'll have a better understanding. The last of those four that came to power in those first 100 years was a guy named Ali, a nephew of Muhammad, who actually married one of his wives after his death. So it would have been basically his son-in-law. Ali comes to power, and he says, in order to succeed Muhammad, you've got to be a part of the family. And this was a division in the Islamic faith. And at that point in time, they divided into the Sunni Muslims and the Shiite Muslims. You've heard those phrases? The Sunni Muslims, the Shiite Muslims. That's 732 A.D. The Sunni Muslims are basically the ones that say, well, this is the tradition and we just let this happen. The Shiite Muslims are the rebel-rousing, radical element of the Shiite Muslims, Iran. What was your question? What's the next target, the fiercest target? Iran. They are the most radical, the Shiite Muslims, in the southern part of Iraq, Shiite Muslims. And so these two divisions, that's how the Muslim world is divided, basically, into the Sunnis and the Shiites. We skip over a couple of years. I don't have time to bore you with all this history. Let me go to 1515. By the way, during that time, it's unbelievable what the, uh, what the Islamic world was able to do. The headquarters of Islam moved from Mecca, moved over to Damascus, Syria, moved into Baghdad, Iraq. It moved around the countryside. It was in 691, at the, in this period of uh, the first 100 years, that they actually put up the Dome of the Rock on, in the city of Jerusalem. And so you're getting some of this thing that you understand how it's spreading. And, and it was during this time also that they brought forth ambulatory medical activities. They would put somebody on an animal and move them to the hospital. Pharmaceutical uh, medicine was divided from regular medicine. Algebra came into existence in the Islamic world. I mean, I could go on and on. They have brought a lot to the culture. I'm not attacking that. But then in 1515, something happened because actually from, well, let, let me back up. In 1199, uh, 1099 to about 1295, about 200 years from 11 to 1300, the Crusades. A terrible blot. Christian history. The Crusades were totally anti-biblical. The Pope commissioned the Crusades, making the decree, anybody who dies in holy war in the Crusades has all or his sins forgiven forever and gets eternal life. 
having nothing to do with Jesus Christ who gives eternal life. The Crusaders, there were two periods of the Crusades. The Islamic world defeated the first crusade and they came back to the crusaders again and then they were defeated a final time. And in between, the crusaders went into Israel and they killed and they raped and they destroyed. It's a terrible time. Don't be proud ever. Remember something? Early on after September the 11th, George W. Bush said, we're involved in a crusade against terrorism. I was out for about 24 hours, and then the press office changed that phrase. That was a terrible time in history. We have got more red-headed Arab children as a result of the crusades in the Middle East. 1550, from about 1300 to 1500, it was a quiet time. The Islamic world did not advance. 1515, what happens? That is the same time of what? Reformation. That's when Protestantism comes to power. At the same time, the Turkish Empire, the Ottoman Empire, comes to power. And the Ottoman Empire for 400 years controls the entire Middle East. This is Islamic-driven. What was their goal? And I'll talk about it and read to you from a, a, um, a, a, a scholar in this area. They wanted to conquer the known world. They wanted to bring it under. What does Islam mean? Submission. Bring them under. And so from 1515 to 1917, when the Brits de defeated the Ottoman Empire in the Jezreel Valley under General Allenby, the Ottoman Empire controlled from China all the way into Poland, up into almost to the shores of England, and all of Africa, the, all of the Middle East, the Ottoman Empire, the height of the Islamic world until that time in history. But then with the fall of the Ottoman Empire, in fact the surrender to the Brits, I was, and the reason I'm, this is fresh on my mind, I was just at the spot just a couple of weeks ago. General Allenby took the defeat. I tell the story on my video, The End Times. He actually, when he defeated at the Jezreel Valley, he came into Jerusalem to do a mopping up exercise. He got on his white horse. He rode towards the Jaffa Gate. As he approached the Jaffa Gate, he dismounted, got off his horse. I know this story because his nephew, at the 75th anniversary of this happening, came to Israel and I interviewed him. He rode up, he got off the horse and his military aide said, sir, why are you getting off your horse? Aren't you going to the surrender ceremony? He said, I am. He said, but one day my Savior Jesus Christ will ride into this seat on a white horse. I'm going to walk in today. And I walked to the spot and they have pictures right there at Christ's church across from the Tower of David on the steps where General Allenby took the surrender from the Turkish Empire and the British Empire came to power. That was the beginning of redemption for the Jewish people. That's what opened the door for the Jews to come back into Israel, to have a land, to have an opportunity to come into the land. That was the beginning of how God was... See, God, what did God establish Genesis 9, 6? Human government. What does God use for His glory? Human government. And so this was all established. And the Islamic world was once again brought 
under submission until one day a little Bedouin took his pole to put up his tent, drove it into the ground, and something oozed out of the ground. And he said, what is that? The three-letter word, O-I-L. And because of that, they have come back to power. Somebody the other day said, this whole thing about Iraq is over oil. And I want to say this, I agree 100%. But what's wrong with that? Oil has made the Islamic world the most powerful entity in the world. May I just read something to you? I know I've been, from the word, getting into history. This is a man who is the director of an organization, a part of the European Union. He is not a believer. He's a part of the European Union, and their purpose is to develop democracies in the Middle East, as is in Israel. I want to tell you, he will never be successful. Islam will never allow. That is the whole problem. He even states it right here. Listen, World War, let me just read a little bit. World War II ended only when the Allies forced Nazi Germany and Japan to capitulate. Democratic institutions and long-term disarmament were then imposed. The United States created the Marshall Plan to revive Europe's economy. Six European countries established the European Economic Community. Wow. Do you see what came out of World War II? Can you imagine? The European Economic Community, that is the infrastructure for the revived Roman Empire. God using human government. Oh, man, this is something. World War III, or listen, or the world of civilizations is raging today. It is the war of the democratic free world against Islamic despotism and terror. It is essential that we understand. By the way, he lists the recent terrorist attacks in Kashmir, in the Philippines, in Bali, in Mexico, at the theater, the oil-rich states in the Arab world, when they attacked the ship, the tanker in the Persian Gulf, when they shot down the American citizens, Chechnya, everything. Look here. The killing, by the way, of a diplomat in Amman, Jordan. He said, it is essential that we understand radical Islam is not merely a religion, it is a totalitarian political ideology as evil and vicious as was Nazism. Its goal is world domination by territorial conquest. It does not recognize the right of self-determination for non-Muslims. Jihad, war by terror, is, is its political agenda, its modus operandi, and a religious obligation. There are 58 Muslim states today without a single democratic regime among them. Whether radical Islam gives a, uh, gains a foothold, it brings in its wake despotism, uh, oppression, and uh, uh, destitution. Its battle cry is the destruction of the state of Israel and the Jewish people. And what does Satan have to do to rise up 
above the stars, to set his throne in heaven, to be worshipped at Jerusalem. All he has to do, wipe out the Jew. And he is co-equal with God. In fact, he is above God. This secular man recognizes radical Islam fathered, fathered by Ishmael. The activity of the last days. Ezekiel chapter 38 verse 10 says this. All of this comes together when you allow your evil mind to take control. We're here. The stage is set with actors quickly moving into place. This is the date. Nobody, listen, nobody has lived in a day like today. And I'm not finished. We'll continue to develop the rest of the week. Father, thank you for the Word of God, the privilege to be able to see the Word of God in play, unfolding before our very eyes, giving us understanding in where we are in these times. We honor you. We love you. We rejoice in the fact you saw fit to breathe into man many years ago the truth that we need so we can discern the times in which we live. Use it to make us walk in your way for your glory. In my precious name we pray with thanksgiving. Amen. You've been listening to a portion of a series entitled Ishmael's Islamic Invasion. I talk about Satan's dominion strategy, Ishmael's true legacy, Islam's satanic trio, the Islamic invasion, and Islam, the final solution. These studies on this five-part audio series on CD is available to you. You can call our toll-free number and our people will tell you how you can purchase your copy. The toll-free number is for all across America and that number is 877-674-3298. That's 877-674-3298. Or you can go to our website, prophecytoday.com, and you can order this series entitled Ishmael's Islamic Invasion. I can guarantee this, as you study through this five-part series, you're going to become aware of the fact that we are living in the last days, the days that Jesus Christ will return to this earth. But remember, seven years before he comes back to the earth, the rapture takes place and we're caught up to be with him. By the way, the rapture could happen at any moment. And having said that, there's nothing left for me to say, except let's keep looking up until...